Yeah, focus is always something that even the most focused people have to deal and battle with. You have to realign your focus and know what you're actually going after. If you know that you want to, using your analogy, drill that hole down to the center of the earth, your goal is I'm getting to the center of the earth. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, the win-win maker. And we talk about all things out of box. So it's not all about creative financing here. We have ways of finding out how to do the biggest things that you possibly can, how to um, actually utilize the scraps that you're getting rid of so that your real estate business can be more and more profitable. And that comes in with what we're doing today. So we have Luke Weber and he is in Vegas. He's been doing fix and flips for several years and he'll be at about 100 fix and flips this year and 20 wholesales and he has over a dozen rentals. So it's really interesting what he's doing here and that's what we want to learn and bring out is that he actually started a new company, a wholesaling materials company so that he could get his materials cheaper for his fix and flips since he does so many. So really, really interesting things. We'll actually just let him talk a little bit about himself. So Luke, tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate in the first place. Yeah. Uh, first, thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, always, uh, always fun to talk real estate and uh, share some knowledge. Uh, I got into real estate back in 01 uh, as a real estate appraiser. Uh, and that was in Las Vegas and, uh, realized that, Hey, you know, I could be walking in people's houses or I could be buying houses and making, uh, some, some decent money. So I flipped my first house in 03, uh, started buying rentals back then. And, uh, um, you know, just, uh, that, that was my start. I, I took a few years off during the, uh, the bad times and got back into it in 2010 uh, started, uh, into it slowly and safely. Uh, that's my biggest thing is, uh, doing it safely. And, uh, 2012 rolled around. I closed my appraisal shop, uh, and, uh, took it full time and, uh, slowly grew it into the company I have today. Okay. Awesome. So you have more than one company though, right? You have a wholesaling material company. You also own a real estate brokerage. Yep. And you've got your flipping company. That's three. Am I missing any? Well, I've got the rentals, which is really another one. The, the main idea is multiple revenue streams, right? That's, uh, uh, that's, that's why you go out and, and create things that are going to create more money for you. That's why people buy rentals. Okay. I have a question for you. So um, a lot of people talk about focus. And when they're talking about focus, it's that if you drill down an inch, only one inch wide, but go a mile deep you, and become laser focused on one thing, you're more likely to be more successful. So what do you have to say about that part? Yeah, focus is always something that even the most focused people have to deal and battle with. You have to realign your focus and know what you're actually going after. If you know that you want to, using your analogy, drill that hole down to the center of the earth, your goal is I'm getting to the center of the earth, right? So no matter whether it's a one-inch hole or a 10-foot hole, uh, I am going there. 
Uh, and a lot of people say, I have to do things today. I have to do something very large and grandiose. And it's like, man, how do I even get that going? What, what do I do? Uh, for me, I, I really look at the idea that any task, any big task is, is built of small tasks. And they're not all done at the same time. And it's just taking the one at a time. And you focus on that task that you need. So running multiple companies and doing multiple things. I mean, I've, I've got a life as well as uh, all the businesses, right? Um, and I do the businesses so I can focus on my life. But it's being able to turn off the individual thing that you're working on when it's completed or when you're at a standstill or you have to change that focus to the next thing and not let that little bird be chirping in your ear. Hey, you still got to do this. You still got to do this. Uh, Cause that just takes away from your progress on whatever you truly are working on at that time. So it's, it's knowing the small task you have to do to create the larger task. And that really helps me personally focus on what, uh, what my final goal is. Okay. So if somebody doesn't know how to do that, <laughs> let me let me just ask you to teach me how to focus on the small task. Well, you, you have to take a look at yourself and really understand your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, if you are easily distracted, don't go somewhere with a lot of distractions. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go work at Starbucks. People are coming and going, walking, the doors chime in, people are ordering things, people are talking loud that's going to mess up with your focus. You're not going to be able to do that. If you have a very cluttered desk, get all of that off there and only have the one thing that you're on. Uh, one of the things that I really like is a timer, right? Saying this task, I'm going to work on it for 20 minutes. You set a timer. Don't put it somewhere where you can see it. If it's your phone or a watch or something, put it in a drawer, put it somewhere else. And then it's just, I am, this one task is in front of me, nothing else, and I'm going to get it done. Great. Very good stuff. So how do your businesses work together? Well, they're very symbiotic, right? Um, the brokerage is a lead generation on two fronts. So uh, let's start with the, the, where I started was the flipping company. Uh, we did more and more flips and I realized that, hey, you know what, we're paying a lot in uh, real uh, realtor fees and, and broker fees. Um, you know, we, we manage those fees, but it's, I, I wanted another company that could feed more deals into my flipping company. And, you know, what's better than a realtor pocket deal? Uh, so it's like, okay, I can do this. I can make money. I can hire a broker. I'm not a realtor. I don't want to be a realtor. I have no desire ever to be a realtor, um, but I can hire somebody to do that. So I can have somebody manage that business for me and leads can come in, but I can also feed my realtors listings and rentals from either my own lead generation that deals I don't get, but um, uh, they can take on as a full retail listing mm -hmm. or they're actually doing my listings as well. Uh, so that's, that's the, the, the symbiosis there. But as far as the um, wholesaling business goes, what, whenever you're, um, we, we have one storefront and that's the, the realty, that's, that's the, the, the real estate brokerage. That, that's what we push for our frontage. 
but in the back, uh, about a third of the, the the floor space we have is set up as a um, um, design studio or uh, showroom. Uh, when you sign up for these wholesale contracts, you typically have to say, I've got X amount of floor space for your material to show, and I plan on purchasing or selling this amount of material over the next 12 months. And the more you sell, the better rates you get. So we have people come into the brokerage. Our realtors bring in clients and they're looking for houses or they have a house that needs repairs. And they're like, what's that back there? And they can come and peruse materials and say, you know what? My house would sell better if we put these granite countertops in. Mm, okay. Okay. Great. So what materials do you have back there? Uh, granite countertops is one of them. Yeah, so the majority is uh, we have um, four different cabinet displays, each with a different countertop on, on it. Uh, within uh, a couple of those, we have sinks and faucets built in, uh, non-working, but you know it's just for show. And then we have laminate and tile flooring. Uh, we also have some carpet samples as well. But the, the majority is, we focus on what's gonna make us the most revenue. <laughs> And that's for us, it's, it's cabinets, granite and tile floor. Hmm. Okay. Good stuff. And you also use those materials in your own fix and flips. We do. And uh, one of the great things was we, our, our offices, it's about 5,500 square feet. And uh, throughout all, we have 12 foot ceilings in here. And um, I have 30 by 40 inch pictures of our finished projects lining the upper ring of the entire office. So when clients come in or potential investors come in, they can see our finished projects right off the bat and, and see what we do. And, and then they can say, Oh, that, that looks good. Oh wait, those materials are right there. Let's, let's do that. Do you go to any real estate investing uh, associations, any RIAs? Uh, I go to some um, I'm, when I first started off, I went to a lot more. I, I don't go to that many too much. Every once in a while, I'll go and speak to, to uh, some of them. Um, but what I do here in Las Vegas I, is I actually throw uh, basically a quarterly party where anybody that's in real estate, whether I've worked with them or not, they're direct competitors, um, they're, they're brand new, what, whatever the case is, um, we, we just kind of throw a party. We don't charge admission. We don't do sales pitches and, uh, uh, we serve booze and food and tell people to mingle and, and have fun. It's kind of a, a, our way of giving back to the industry that's done so well for us. I'm not going to lie. I, I usually get a couple deals out of it, maybe a few more agents for the brokerage and, and things like that. But I see people that actually do deals there. That's a deal I would have loved to have had. But you know what? More power to them. There's, there's enough for everybody. I, I really do live in abundance mentality. Cool stuff. So I have a couple questions on that. How You said it's a quarterly party. How long have you been running those? About two years, year and a half we've, we've been doing them. And what does it cost you to, put, to host these events with alcohol and food and everything? And yeah. also, is it sponsored? Uh, we don't uh, do sponsors. Um, and that, that's a model that some people that, that you can do. Um, if, if you take on a sponsorship, you usually have to have a, a table or displays and banners and things like that. Uh, and again, I, I don't want it pitchy. Um, uh, that that's, that's something that I never liked about Ria's. 
but uh, our average price is somewhere it ends up being between four and fifty five hundred dollars depending on how much people drink <laughs> uh, you know we average about a hundred people at these uh, now and uh, it, you know it's a good time we're there for um, you know we run them for about three hours and usually have people stick around for another hour hour and a half we do it at a local uh, bar that's got uh, plenty of room for everybody and uh, you know good food and, and and good, good company. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, what do you get out of it? Like, so you said pretty much every time you host one, you get a deal or two. So besides just giving back financially, it may cost you $5,500 to host the event, but because of the relationships that you're making and the deals that you're making, do you think that you actually get more than that 5,500 back just each I, quarterly or? I, I do. I, okay. I really, really do. Um, and one of the other things that we, we do at these events is we, we do a raffle um, and we raise money for a local charity uh, where all the money that's raised on the ticket sales, we match ourselves. And that's uh, typically to the tune around $1,500 that we end up raising for, at each one of these and uh, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. We, the, the grand prize we give out uh, our, our VIP uh, hockey tickets to the Vegas Knights uh, for a night. So, Cool stuff. Well, I'm glad we got into that. So you're doing a lot of creative stuff. You, one day you said to yourself, I'm doing fix and flips. I'm paying a lot of money in commissions. Uh, if I just started my own brokerage, instead of paying those commissions, I'd be actually making those commissions. But furthermore, I'd also be able to feed myself a little bit more deals back and forth, whether it was a deal that needed a realtor or if it was a deal that needed a fix and flipper in on it. So I'm just going to start it. I'm not a real estate licensed agent myself. I never will be. I never want to be, but I'll still find a way. And then another day you said, it's very interesting. We're spending all this money on, on this. What if we just became our own? wholesaling material company. And so you did that, you put it in the back third of your store. And then the last thing is you said, all these RIAs are doing it a certain way. I don't necessarily agree with the way that they're doing it. I don't think it's the best way to, to do it. It's too pitchy. It doesn't make me feel comfortable or invited. So I'm just going to go ahead and host these things and spend $20,000 a year doing four of them every year. Um, and we'll see if I get anything back or if, or if the community just uh, gets along with each other. And very, very interesting. Everything yeah. that you're doing uh, is really cool. So what advice would you give to uh, a listener? Yeah, I always tell people to start small and start safe, right? You hear about guys like me or I mean, there's, there's, I'm, I'm nothing special and what we do really isn't anything special. Uh, but it, it starts small. You can't just jump in and say, I'm going to start four companies right now. Uh, you, you take it one step at a time. You don't need to go out and get wholesale contracts on, on cabinets. If you're doing one flip a year or you're buying two rentals a year, it's, it's just not something that you, you need to do. Uh, now, if you, if you want, you can create another business and, and do that, but it takes time, energy, money, and, and manpower. Uh, I obviously don't do all of this myself. Between our construction crews out in the field, our realtors, our internal staff, 
um, you know, we really have over a hundred mouths that we feed through the, the various businesses. And I, you know, I, I think that's a pretty cool thing, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And that's something that you grow with. Uh, it, if you want to be successful in real estate, you really have to be this, this entrepreneur. Uh, but everybody is different in their entrepreneurship. You don't have to have a big company. You don't have to have 20 people working for you, three people, even one person working for you. You can do what you want, however you want to do it, and that works with your strengths and also works with your weaknesses. So really, as you're starting out, learn about yourself uh, and read. Read, listen to podcasts, uh, talk to people, go out to the RIAs and see what other people are doing and figure out what your actual calling is. Maybe you don't want to flip houses. Maybe you want to just do rentals. Maybe you want to do apartment buildings. Maybe you want to do commercial warehouse. Maybe you want to do storage. You know, it's something that you will end up gravitating to something as you uh, progress through the business. Great stuff. Thank you. We are going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll do the final five. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Ecospace Real Estate. Ecospace is a Denver, Colorado-based real estate company with a national reach. They provide a unique offering called Flip Your Home, where they utilize their own internal fix and flip crews to flip their clients' homes prior to listings. Their brokerage clients gain, on average, 23000 of instant equity, which is then taken 100% tax-free. If you'd like to learn more about gaining additional tax-free equity in your home prior to listing, then please visit ecospace.com. All right, Luke, what is the most creative deal you've ever done? Um, the one that comes out to, to, to mind right now is a fix and flip that we did where we never took ownership of the property. We basically bought the house with the power of attorney um, uh, contract and we gave the sellers $15,000 to move. They needed to move. They don't want to deal with realtors. Uh, they, the guy was actually being uh, stationed in Cuba. Uh, so it, uh, that added some nuances to it. But we, we bought the house for three. Uh, originally, I offered a cash price around three forty. Um, we ended up settling at three sixty-five dollars with them taking 15000 up front for moving expenses. And then we took over their mortgage. Now, the cool thing about this was that their mortgage was only about 220000 So I sat on $130,000 of interest-free loan from these sellers. I went in, did about $20,000 in rehab on the house, and then we sold it for 450000 So we made uh, right around $40,000 on the deal, somewhere in that ballpark. But I just liked that one, the way we had to do it. And the back-end creativity we had to do, as we're paying down their mortgage, that's money that we end up collecting. If every month $200 goes to the mortgage, you know, that's $200 we pay down the principal loan also. So you have to take a little, all those nuances and say, this is my final. Thank you for going into that. That is really cool. So what's a book you recommend? Uh, it's always cheesy saying my book, uh, but uh, um, you know one of the books that I think going back to the original uh, or the earlier questions, uh, the Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. It's a super easy read. It's got lots of great little tidbits um, that I, I think 
everybody should read, whether you've been in the, uh, your own business for 20 years or you're just trying to figure out how to get started. Uh, the entrepreneurial entrepreneur roller coaster. Go ahead and plug your book. Um, the flipping blueprint. Okay. It's, it's what I do in my business and it's nothing's held back. How do people find that book? Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iBooks, uh, wherever and anywhere. <laughs> it's the flipping blueprint. Flipping blueprint. All right. Where were you five years ago, Luke? Um, five years ago, 2013, I was just starting really our, our flipping company. It was me, my business partner, and one and a half other people. And uh, we were doing a, a couple deals a month, and we were, we were pretty happy with that. And we, we didn't really want to grow at that time. Uh, but that's that's where we were about five years ago. And I was... I was working out of my house and uh, um, just being a dad and, and having fun. So you were just starting a fix and flip company, doing about two deals a month. Yep. And um, now today you, you feed about 100 mouths. Correct. Very interesting. Very cool. Where will you be five years from today? Five years from today, I'll probably be in a similar scenario where I'm now but that hundred is probably going to be in the realm of five hundred plus. Uh, you know, there's probably going to be a couple hundred in construction, a couple hundred agents, and then uh, peripheral staff, and probably another business or two in there uh, on the side. Uh, you know, ideally, I'm traveling more. I love traveling. You, know, you might catch me uh, doing a podcast from uh, Europe or Africa or something. Cool. How do you give back? Any way I can, whether it's sharing information to coaching my son's soccer team and uh, uh, just sharing that knowledge uh, with, uh, with younger kids and, uh, you know, raising money for local charities through, we were doing a toy drive at our, our brokerage right now for Christmas and where uh, uh, we raise money at our events uh, to, to give back. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just when you see something that's needed, uh, there's all different ways to give it. Uh, it's, it's something that everybody should do. How do I get on your list to attend your quarterly meeting? I'd love to check it out. Normally the way I do it is I, I don't email blast cause emails get lost. Um, I, I, I like people that communicate with me and I blast it on Facebook. Facebook is, is my go-to communication device. Uh, I run a couple groups in there. Uh, one of the groups is the Flipping Blueprint group. Uh, so I always post the events there. And uh, we usually have uh, uh, some people from out of town. It's not just Vegas-based. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all real estate uh, people. If you're in town, uh, we'd love to have you and uh, come on out and have a good time and, and do some mingling. Grateful to have you on the podcast today. How else do people find you or your company? Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We don't do a lot of advertising for the wholesale company right now. Um, that's uh, we're we're a bit selective on our clients. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest about that uh, for the wholesaling of materials. Uh, uh, but uh, you can find me all over Facebook, Luke Weber, and that's one B. Um, reach out, I, I respond, and uh, you know, ask me questions, and uh, happy to help. And uh, and uh, you know, maybe we can all do some deals together. Very enlightening having you on the show today. Thank you so much for letting me kind of dive into your brain and, and what you're thinking while you're doing all these things. I learned a lot. I know the listener learned a lot. Thanks for coming. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go, but until next time, think outside the box.